Welcome to Divorce Right, HR solutions for divorce in the workplace. I'm your host, Vicki Townsend, and welcome to the show for HR directors, managers, and department heads looking for solutions for their divorcing employees. Divorce is the second highest life stressor coming in just slightly behind death of a loved one. From presenteeism to absences and everything in between, divorcing employees cost our country billions of dollars each year in lost productivity. In this show, you'll learn how you can help your employees through this very challenging life event. So join us every Monday where we dive into the -the state-of-the-art techniques, tips, and real-world solutions for divorcing employees in the workplace. You'll meet thought leaders from the divorce and the human resources industries from across the country. You'll hear from industry giants in the fields of mental health, legal matters, finance, issues with children, and so much more to help you help your employee through this incredibly challenging life event. So put it on your calendar and learn how you can make this process a better one for your team. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Vicki Townsend, and I'm the founder and president of Divorce Right. And we provide training for HR professionals and company supervisors, and we provide divorce coaching and case management for your divorcing employees. And I want to introduce you to Paulette Rigo, a certified divorce coach, a family mediator, a certified divorce specialist, and a full-time divorce consultant, certified divorce coach, certified divorce specialist. Am I repeating myself? credentialed mediator and director of coaching and management here at Divorce Right. So I'm so excited. Say hi, Paulette. Good afternoon or good morning where you live, everyone. Great. (laughs) That's awesome. And today we're going to be discussing the options for divorce for your employees. Not every case needs to go to court. As a matter of fact, only 3% of divorces actually end up in a court of law. There are lots of options for your employees as they begin their divorce journey. And we're going to be giving you an overview of all of the options that are available to them. And our goal is to give your employees the best solution for their individual situation. And that's why we have chosen family lawyer Aaron Levine to discuss all of these options for divorce. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about Aaron. Aaron Levine is a legal innovator, entrepreneur, attorney, and certified family law specialist. She is the owner of the Levine Family Law Group and CEO and founder of Hello Divorce, an award-winning online platform that is revolutionizing the broken divorce process, making it affordable and available to everyone. Erin works relentlessly to simplify family law, reduce trauma for those seeking relief from the court, and help people get back on their feet. Her design-centered and sustainable approach to the delivery of legal services has been recognized by the legal industry and beyond, with recent accomplishments that include the American Bar Association's James I. Keen Memorial Award for Excellence and the e-lawyering in Duke University School of Law's Legal Tech Accelerator Grand Prize winner. Welcome, Erin. Hi, Vicki. Thank you so much. Great to be uh, here. Hi, Paulette. We're so glad so to excited, be here. So excited to have you here because, you know, the brand of divorce, when somebody says I'm getting a divorce, I think that the first thing immediately people, so I have to get a shark. I have to get a bulldog. I have to, it has to be, you know, there has to be major conflict and it has to be a real fight. But 
it's that that actually might be the worst choice for the majority of people because, right, it just destroys and sets the tone for the rest of your relationship. And if you've got kids, there's going to be a lot of uh, going back and forth for many years. So, Aaron, why don't you talk start talking about what some of the options are for um, these employees and, you know, why some of these things are, are a better choice? Right. Yes, I, I totally agree. I mean, I think one of the reasons why we initially think I need to get a lawyer is because that's what we see in the media. That's what we see on TV and in movies. That is what and how we've always done divorce in the past. The good news is, is that there are other options and none of them are mutually exclusive, meaning you can mix and match. You can, your employees can find the support that they need. The goal is to find the support that you need with at a price that they can afford, right? Um, so when your employees are considering the various divorce options, what we want to think about is the relationship that they have with their spouse, how there's always going to be conflict in divorce. That is inevitable. Just because there's conflict doesn't mean you have to go to court or lawyer up with the most aggressive attorney in town. But how um, how messy is that relationship? And then you want to think also about the complexity of the estate. So um, a house and a 401k is pretty standard and not particularly challenging in divorce. But when we start talking about various stock options that maybe haven't been vested yet, um, marital property that is in part joint, and maybe there's some separate component, that's when we want to start thinking about where can we get the support we need without trying to have it solved in front of a judge and spending thousands and thousands of dollars along the way. Mm -hmm. So um, would it be helpful now to just start walking through some of these options and, and you guys can, can jump in? Absolutely. Okay, great. So one option that is actually um, is a lot more common than than some of you might think is the DIY option. So that is an option where the employee goes and either uses an online service provider to help them find the forms they need and prepare them. Or they go to the court, maybe it's the website, maybe it's some research online to find the forms that they need to prepare the documents on them their own and to ensure that they are meeting all the procedural requirements of divorce so that they can get divorced. In the past, DIY divorce is um, generally for more short-term marriages and when the parties already have an agreement or are pretty certain that they'll get to one fairly quickly. Um, the thing about divorce, and Vicki, correct me if you, if you push back if you think I'm wrong, but a huge piece of divorce is actually logistics. It's ensuring that you prepare the right forms at the right time, you file them at the correct intervals, and you serve them, meaning deliver them to your spouse in a way that's legally admissible. And that's actually trickier than you think. Mm -hmm. Most states, even in an uncontested divorce, have like 20 or more forms. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty tricky. Mm -hmm. So um, DIY can be 
a great option um, if you find the right service and help and if it is in a way that um, the parties, you know, have a very relatively um, easy divorce, maybe no kids, less, um, not very much conflict. Um, Another strategy for divorce is what has emerged over the last couple of years. And one of the things that we specialize most at Hello Divorce is a do it with you approach. And this is an opportunity for people to use software to handle all the logistical pieces of divorce, understanding which forms to fill out, um, what calculating child support, um, all of that kind of stuff, but have a team step in either a customer service type person who can help file the forms and serve them to the spouses or adding on additional a la carte help as they need. So there are lots of different people. For example, lawyers can be really helpful and you don't necessarily need to retain them to go after your spouse in court. You can actually do what's called legal coaching where you hire them for a half hour, an hour or two hours to review forms before you file them to ensure that your T's are crossed and I's are dotted. Um, Another option for divorce, one that is gaining a lot of momentum and popularity is mediation. So this is a scenario where there is some complexity. The both parties usually have some fears. Maybe it's around, am I going to be able to make my ends meet financially? Am I, are we going to be able to work out a co-parenting agreement that works for the kids and for us? And these candidates are best suited for mediation if they are looking for a solution that number one, helps them save money. Number two is fair. It's an agreement that they can both live with. And number three, keeps them out of court at all costs. So a mediator and not all are created equal, but um, Vicki and Paulette know exactly the types of people and the types of resources to find the right mediator. But a mediator is a neutral professional, sometimes a lawyer, sometimes a certified divorce financial analyst, sometimes a therapist, but somebody who is trained in conflict resolution, can help deal with difficult personalities, can decide when it makes sense to meet with both of the parties together and when it makes better sense to sort of shuffle back in between. I think a lot of people fear mediation because they think it's going to be more like marital therapy, that they're going to sort of have to rehash everything that went wrong in their relationship. And that is really not it at all. The goal here is not to solve anything anymore. We are not trying to solve the problems of the relationship. What we are now trying to do, and this is the exact um, framework that we also use at our company is to help people get to an agreement that minimizes the damage because both parties are going to take a financial hit. That's inevitable. But how can we set them up for the fastest recovery? How can we help these parties transition uh, to their next chapter in a way that makes the best sense for them and their families? Mm. Mediation is not 
always the best fit. If you have somebody who feels like maybe they won't be able to advocate completely for their rights. So if they are feeling very, very emotional, which is completely understandable, if they are feeling very intimidated by their ex, maybe there's a big power imbalance, or maybe their spouse has a lot more knowledge or information around financials. Sometimes you need even more support. But again, that doesn't mean that you necessarily have to lawyer up and run out to court. Um, For that, there is the collaborative process. And collaborative refers to the process of removing disputes from that like fight and win courtroom and instead troubleshooting and problem solving through a team of professionals. So you generally have very, very experienced lawyers that represent each party. So you don't necessarily need to be negotiating directly between spouses. They have lawyers. They often have a financial professional. They often have a mental health professional or a co-parenting counselor. Um, But a team of professionals that are committed to staying out of court and working together towards an agreement that Um, ultimately works for the parties. Now, something employees need to know is that divorce is not an event. It's a journey. It is going to take time. And so whatever resources or help that you can provide employees to get comfortable in that transitionary time, that time where they're sort of trying to figure out what's going to work and a lot is up in the air is going to be super helpful, especially in the collaborative process that that tends to take a lot of time, but not nearly as much time as fighting everything out in court every step of the way. Erin, I'm curious, uh, because of the work I do, there's a lot of confusion about the different types. And so we've got the DIY. I always call it the Home Depot divorce, but maybe people don't like that. Maybe it's a Georgia joke Um, because Home Depot is originally from this area where you kind of do it yourself with, you know, some guidance online and um, what have you. And then I love the term of do it with you, right? So you have, you're still doing it on your own, but you've got the expert there to kind of hold your hand and make sure you don't uh, forget something or don't file it within the parameter of the time limitations, or perhaps you want to make sure that every single one of the documents is uh, submitted correctly. Because if you only do four out of five, then oops, uh, it's rejected. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, But so when it comes to information, there's, I always say there's more like three forms. You've got a private, mediator, where there is typically not an attorney present with the parties, not that they can't see private counsel and have their documents reviewed. In fact, I always suggest it, but there Mm -hmm. there isn't enough conflict maybe to warrant the expense or the time to have a, a attorney present during the actual mediation. That's form one. Form two is when there are mediators, excuse me, attorneys there with the mediation process actually uh, scheduled at that exact time. And then a third version that is a little more of the court appointed, whether in the court and uh, the judge might wink to the parties and say, why why don't you parties go down the hall and meet with the mediator? Uh, Where it's, Mm -hmm. it's typically not that moment in time, but it's scheduled on the, Uh, on the calendar to have a mediation. And that isn't always a mediator that they're choosing. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't, but there's many different ways that mediation can happen. Uh, So maybe this is a a good opportunity to, uh, you know, 
say that one isn't better than the other, one isn't worse than the other. It really just depends on the individual case and how much um, watchful eye they need. Uh, and then, of course, um, whether the parties are close and, and everyone at the court, particularly the judge, is looking for you to resolve this case as soon as possible and is suggesting um, or even in many states now is mandating that mediation be a part of the uh, litigation process. So um, do I have that correct or? Hmm. Yeah, I, I do. I think uh, you do. I think, you know, the one thing I would say is like, anytime you find a great mediator to work with, it's certainly a benefit. But what I would like to see people do is get into mediation a lot earlier mm-hmm. if there is conflict. I think yes. that is really important. And one way to do that mm-hmm. is to, if it's possible and if it's safe, and it is a lot more often than you think, see if that spouse and their um, their ex can come to some sort of ground rules. What is our expectations around this? Mm-hmm. Are we both going to lawyer up and, and fight this out in court? Or is it our goal to try to keep our wealth here instead of out with lawyers and to try to work together? It doesn't mean they have to have an agreement on anything yet, but getting into mediation quicker is really helpful. Initiating that conversation and that process earlier, sooner than later is much more successful. Yeah. Once you're in the court process, it's a lot, there's a lot more pressure. It's a lot more money. Um, it doesn't mean you still can't be successful and have an agreement. As Vicky said, like nine, I, my statistics are 95, hers are 97, but a, most people, the vast majority of people resolve their divorce without a contested trial. We just need to get them there a lot earlier. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So then we have collaboration. And um, if you mind as well, uh, keep going with the, the, uh, the, the rest of the methods, just so everybody has that good uh, foundation of what the methods are. Sure. I think one that I, I that I missed that I haven't talked about yet is is arbitration, usually done with a private judge, and it it is not available everywhere, mm-hmm. and it varies a little. And that's the thing about divorce is that the laws and the procedure vary from from state to state in a lot of ways, and sometimes even county to county. But when arbitration and a private judge option is available. This is a great way to keep your divorce out of the public eye, Mm. because if you have a very contested or very complicated um, case, or you tried mediation and you weren't able to necessarily come to an agreement, Mm -hmm. you might want a third party, a very experienced former judge, retired judge, or private judge to come in and, and make decisions on your behalf that are binding orders that aren't necessarily in a public courtroom like most court hearings are. Mm. The advantage is that private setting versus litigation being public. And even though it is final and you can't appeal it from what I understand, I'm not sure if it's mm-hmm. all the states, but um, it, there's a little bit of risk there when you feel like, oh, this is a, what if I don't agree with or don't like the decision? It is uh, a final decision, but the advantage is it really is completely private process. And the advantage is, is that you and your spouse get to come to an agreement on who that judge is, because mm-hmm. ordinarily you don't get to choose your judge in county court. And let me tell you, mm-hmm. that judge has hundreds, if not 
thousands of other cases. cases yeah. So yeah. an advantage with that private judge is not only picking someone that you both think has a good reputation, is fair, is family focused, but also who has the time and energy to spend learning your matter and learning about the things that you're concerned about that are interesting, that are important so mm-hmm. that they can make a, a, a good decision. It never feels good having someone make a decision about your life, but it's better than the alternative. Yeah, beautiful point, because most attorneys, sorry, most judges have, let's just say a lot of cases. And if I could just interject what I love about these, you know, I think that something that gets overlooked is that this stuff is private. So much of, of what goes on in your family ends up in public record when you go through the divorce process using the court system. If you have a uh, you know, a rather, you know, public uh, employee, somebody that's the face of your employee that you don't want to have their dirty laundry in public. These are great choices for those people, really great choices to keep their personal and private matters private. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, well-known celebrity-like types of, of employees, This is a, these are great options for them. Yeah. 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 And I mean, one thing to remember is like, and this is how we look at it at both my law firm and at my company, Hello Divorce, is that like, these are flexible. You try. And if something doesn't work, you can bring in additional help along the way. If you're in mediation, like Paulette said, and you feel like, I'm not really sure about agreeing to this. Let me talk it over with a lawyer. You can. Um, all of that is possible when you're sort of designing the divorce that works best for the two of you. Right. And then last but not least, good old litigation. So Mm -hmm. not that we have uh, oodles of time to break it down, but just an overview of what that, what litigation is and how that works. Yeah. So the average divorce costs 15 to $20,000 per person in legal fees for the 23% of people that lawyer up. Um, sometimes it is inevitable. Sometimes there is nothing that you can do to try to reasonably settle your case outside of court. Lawyering up and going to court or battling it out between attorneys is going to be a good option for the employee whose ex is hiding money, whose X is unwilling or unable or to compromise, um, who is maybe um, struggling with some very serious mental health or substance abuse issues. Um, This is a scenario where no matter what you do, you're just going to be beating your head against the wall because you are not going to be able to get to an agreement, but you do need some finality. And that's when you would want to consider, in my opinion, um, lawyering up and taking a more traditional route. Yeah, it's not fun. I've been there. So uh, I'm part of that three to 5% that have been through a a trial. So I understand. Um, From a coach's point of view, I am often, and I I can't even think of one instance where an employee, anyone that works with me um, in a coaching uh, relationship that doesn't come with the fear and the question of like what to do, what process to pick. And Mm -hmm. I don't think there's a formula. Um, Naturally, we started with the least contentious 
and we worked kind of more toward the most contentious, but would you say that there's any specific parameters that you could give as a guideline? I usually talk about length of marriage, if there's children or not children, if there are any business entities that are shared or any other, like you mentioned, high conflict or maybe even domestic violence, addiction, abuse. And not that we want to give people a yeah, checklist. Like if you have the following things, but it, how do you as an attorney, um, and of course with the, uh, with the brilliant software that you've created with them, uh, Hello Divorce, uh, how do you... Um, gently guide them towards the, the direction that with, with counsel? How do you do that? So it, we really look towards the a lot of the factors that you're talking about, but really for us it's about, and what we found to be most successful for our customers is for them to really look at the complexity of their relationship with their ex mm-hmm. um, and the complexity of their financial estate. Um, that really helps to guide where to start. Um, for our customers, a lot of them begin with the online software. They begin with pulling together all their financials because no matter which step, what, which process they choose, they're going to need to do that. And then from there, um, after they've had an opportunity to talk about some ground rules or an approach with their spouse, then they can sort of, um, decide what makes sense for them going forward to get to that final agreement. Right. I usually ask about how in the dark are you about your finances? You know, if they're like, I know that's great. Yep. And they're like, I don't even know where I have no idea where anything is versus like I do the taxes. I know everything. Don't you worry about it. I'm going to know that maybe we're, we're okay with that. So it depends on if both parties are amicable, they're able to have a, a con conversation that is respectful and open and transparent, we're much likely to be so successful with having them mediate or even DI with you um, versus, yeah, it might be time to uh, interview three or four attorneys and uh, get some opinions. So. Can I, can I ask a real quick question? Um, and because one of the things that about all of these different options is that there are financial, there's quite a financial mm-hmm. dis- disparity. Yeah. Um, so why don't you go through the DIY and DIWY, what you think, you know, the average mediation cost is all of those types of things so that we can kind of give people a perspective of what, you know, when you're talking about, what did you say the average uh, litigated divorce is how much per person? 15 to 20, 15 to 20. I mean, think about that. That's 30 to $40,000 for a litigated divorce. And in this day and age, People just don't have that kind of cash laying around. So what are, what are some of the costs around this? Yeah, so a DIY um, or do it with you um, package can cost anywhere from $99 to $1,500 or $1,600. That is usually... Um, yeah, that, 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 that excludes filing fees. Most courts require that one or both parties pay a fee when they file their divorce documents, which can range anywhere from 150 to five or $600 per person. Mm-hmm. Um, generally speaking, when you're hiring uh, a mediator, um, for both parties to include both mediation, let's say about five to six hours of mediation 
and all of the paperwork associated with it, you're looking at closer to four to eight or nine thousand per couple. So a huge savings there. And really, the higher amount is based on uh, location. If you're in, for example, you know New York versus Oklahoma, but also depending on like how many meetings or how many sessions the parties have to um, have to be able to get to an agreement. Collaborative divorce tends to be expensive, but mm. when you keep it, keep in mind that might be you know a forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollar ordeal. But if you have a case that requires collaborative divorce, the alternative would be a litigated divorce that would easily cost three, four, five hundred thousand dollars. I like I am not joking. I've seen these types of cases over and over and over again. I'm sure Paulat and Vicky have too. So collaborative could feel like a very big expense, right. but overall if you have a lot of assets and a lot of conflict and a lot of issues that need to be sorted out, it's a great, great option. Mm-hmm. Um Bringing in a, an arbitrator or a private judge can cost anywhere from, you know, two, generally two to $500 an hour with that judge. Again, it's going to be less money than litigating a divorce, but it's, it's not cheap or free. Is that helpful? Very much. <laughs> you so. might have more information about that. Absolutely. Yes, very much so. And and that's of course going to range based on where you live in the United States too. Like you know, right. if you yes. are in Los Angeles and New York, uh, not to pick on those cities, uh, they're they're going to be more expensive than you know suburbia, um, Kentucky. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So one example is like our mediation package is 3,800 and that includes all of the forms, the filing, and then five mm-hmm. hours of mediation. Cause that's what we find most couples need. Of course, if you need more, you can always meet with um, any mediator for an hour or two or more. And that's going to cost similar to what a lawyer might cost anywhere between like two and $500 an hour usually. Right, right. I find that mediation prices haven't really risen much because way back in the day when I um, Mm -hmm. my divorce, it was about the same cost. So, um, which is uh, makes me happy to see, you know, that it is still a more affordable option. And usually, that is a total cost, and the couple can split it based on their financial situation, which is always nice too. So, Um, I don't know if you want to answer a question, but uh, Francis has asked us one. Yeah, we have a question. It's actually not about this topic, but I'll, I'm going to throw it out there to these ladies. <clears throat> what do you do if somebody, if you're going through a breakup, for example, your significant other wants access to your social media account, et cetera? Question from a friend going through this at the moment. So um, any thoughts on, I, I, n- nobody gets access to my social media accounts. Nobody, not only no, but heck no. No, no. <laughs> right. In fact, you should be changing your passwords pretty early on when, even if you somewhat trust the spouse that you're divorcing from, it is mm-hmm. always prudent to change those and to be like careful with what you post and, and why and when, especially as you're going through the divorce process. Mm-hmm. Um, but at like, there's very, very limited times when a spouse can gain access to another spouse's social media. And that is usually through a process called discovery. Um, if there like, is some type of evidence that one spouse believes the other spouse holds in their account, and there's no guarantees that you'll get access to it. It's pretty rare. 
Mm. Um, but I do warn everyone as a coach, I talk to clients about this every yeah. day. Be so careful, prepare and protect yourself. I think it's 86% of evidence um, in divorce comes from social media, text messages, emails, you know, some tangible piece of paper that can be printed, screenshotted. So be really careful what you do or say and, and always uh, think about you know, not what would my mother think, but what would a judge think? So, right. Oh, absolutely. Judges, judges see some of this crap Mm -hmm. on social media and that just lights them up. So be very, Mm -hmm. very cognizant of the fact that if, if people can see it on social media, a judge can see it. And if it's nasty or if it's not, absolutely. Absolutely. So anyway, well, thank you, Francis. Question, Francis. Thank you. But tell your friend to be wise and, uh, um, yeah, watch their P's and Q's. Absolutely. Well, I I thought that this was, uh, you know, super uh, valuable for everybody that has um, employees that are at every economic level at at their company. Um, And Mm -hmm. whether you're, uh, you know, we don't, none of us wants to throw money away. None of us want to go in and spend a hundred thousand dollars on, on a, uh, a divorce when it could have cost them, you know, with a little bit of guidance and direction from the right type of people like us that see this from the inside out. We know the, the circus that can be brought into this and doesn't have to be brought into this. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if, if we can just show people that there are other options, if we can break down that barrier that, that, you know, you have to get the shark, you have to get the bulldog and you can get something where at least at the end of the day, you and your spouse, particularly if you have children together, they mm-hmm. can still communicate because one of the things that happens happens in some of these high conflict divorces is that having a relationship at all ever in the future, including being able to communicate with your ex over the custody of your children, you know, that's this, it's, it's not worth it. It's not worth it financially. It's not worth it emotionally, certainly not to your children. So Aaron, thank you so much for being with us this week. We really appreciate that. Um, We're going to put on our, our, uh, uh, posts as these go out. Um, but why don't you go ahead and give them your website address so that we can get some people to, to do some more research on your company. Great. Thank you. Um, our website is www.hellodivorce.com. Thank you. You can follow us on Instagram at hello divorce as well. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks so much, ladies. Thank you so much. And we're going to be, we do these every week now here on LinkedIn Live and wherever else you're seeing us. So, um, and our goal is to help companies, help their employees um, have a better result as they go through the divorce process. So we're here to help. If there is anything that we can do to help you, your company, your employees, uh, we do all of this all day, every day, and you can reach out to us. And our website is www.divorcerightinc.com. And we look forward to seeing you guys next week and have a great weekend, everybody. Bye for now. Bye. Thanks, Erin. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us on Divorce Right, HR Solutions for Divorce in the Workplace. If you know someone who would benefit from something you've learned today, please share this with them. And if you found value, please leave us a review.